0: Hide your kids, lock the doors You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts Complete with breaking news, flash opinion, and loads of snark Buckle up boys and girls, it's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast Oh yeah suckers
1: um, I'm ready to floss like a boss Welcome to the breaking news edition of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm Joel
0: Cheeseman. And I'm just happy that the St. Louis Blues and Toronto Raptors fucking won.
1: My Canadian wife is very happy with the latter of those. Uh, on this week's show, more bleeding at Career Builder. Good Lord. Uh, Job.com drops some mad news on us, and government could derail this whole AI recruiting thing. If you can't listen with the one you love, just love the one you're with, baby. We'll be right back after a word from Sovereign.
0: That's true.
2: Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job. And just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting sovereign.com. That's S O V R E N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign software, so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
0: <laughs> so let's make this clear. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a St. Louis blues mm-hmm. fan. Um, But what I am a fan of is seeing an organization that has never won a championship beat any fucking Boston organization because those guys have so many championships. As it is, anybody from the Boston area that are still tearing up because they lost, fuck you guys. I mean, seriously, look how many championships you guys have won. And then we take a look at the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Again, this is an underdog... Type of season, which makes me feel, and I know Joel's going to bring this up, that his Browns possibly have a a, a, a
1: chance. <laughs> and I'm going to say, why would you jinx some shit like that, dude? Don't <laughs> don't, don't bring that dude, up. There
0: is no jinxing the Browns. The Browns, pretty much, the Browns equal jinx. I mean, they're synonymous with with jinx.
1: I'm just hoping for a like non embarrassing uh, season this year. I mean, the, the pressure is yeah. the pressure is such that they're bound to totally implode. <laughs> um and, and end up like 0 and 16 or something. So I'm not I'm not expecting the best, uh but I'm also probably expecting the worst.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and let's hit the shout out cuz we got a shit ton of these.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boston, I, no tears for Boston, for sure. No, I'm so no. sick of Boston teams. All right. Uh who I'm not sick of uh are the Rothbergs, uh Stephen oh. and Faith, uh two of our <laughs> most loyal listeners. Apparently, yes. they listen to multiple shows on their deck as they're eating breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, you know, in my opinion, the the married couple that Chad and Cheese is together stays together. So feel the love. The Rothberg set the example. Uh, you know, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy.
0: I have to say the same about companies. The the, the companies that Chad and Cheese together stay together, and one company, KRT. Who listens to the podcast? Mona, Olivia, and fanboy Chris. Wait a minute, that was named Ryan. Oh, Ryan, yeah, Ryan. I always forget his name. Um, they 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 sent they sent me a talk nerdy to me starter kit, and you know the whole reason for this thing is that Ryan loves trolling Joel over at Shaker. <laughs>
1: Next up on shout outs, uh, mm. Andy from next, uh, who will be publishing that interview. I think soon, uh, we had some good lunch, luncheon drinks, uh, last week and uh, it was really fun to visit with him. Uh, anyone from Jersey is always fun to hang out with for a little bit.
0: Yeah, for small amounts of time, and Andy understands us. Short amounts of time, uh, but no great interview uh, should pop out next. It'll come out soon, but when you see the interview with Andy Katz, definitely check it out. Cat's been in the industry for twenty five fucking years. He knows yeah. some shit.
1: Yeah, we're talking like sixty-five years total between the three of us of industry experience. <laughs> it was it was good stuff, and the amount of money that he made on newspaper ads back in the day is really ridiculous. So oh for, God! Yeah. For the youngsters out there, it's a great history lesson for the way things used to be. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the gang in Belgium. Uh, e recruiting Congress uh, House of HR put that on. Uh, I had a lovely time in in Belgium, uh, the medieval town of Ghent. Things move at a different speed over there in Europe, and uh, it was nice to sort of take a breath and have a beer and breathe all the secondhand smoke.
0: And and I bet you take a look at even though they they do have much more smoking over there, uh, they probably there's less uh, dying of heart disease. I'm going to have to check that out just because they're chilled. There's no stress little to no stress and they're drinking all the time. It's just
1: ride a bike around, smoke cigarettes, drink beer, sit by the river. Yeah. Look at the architecture. Like the, the life moves, moves at a much different speed there in, in Belgium.
0: Exactly. What else you got?
1: Is it too early to bring up Tim Sackett? And no. the? Uh- okay.
0: now, t- Tim Sackett needs to get those elevator shoes ready because <laughs> his, uh, his short ass is going to be on the uh, stage next week. Yep. At Smashfly Transform in Boston.
1: Do, do you think he's getting his bow ties uh, dry cleaned this week? That's a good
0: question. And I wonder if he ties them himself <laughs> or if they're just if he does the strap on because he looks like a strap on kind of guy.
1: You know, he's only he's a pair of suspenders and a rolled up pair of jeans away from uh, Urkel <laughs> Urkel town. So, Tim, we're waiting for the day, man. We know it's coming.
0: Oh, yeah. So we're going to be on stage. Uh, believe it or not, they actually are bringing us on stage with. Delta Airlines we are doing one of those no bullshit kind of like employer brand marketing and whatever the hell we want to talk about panels. Yep. Um, but Holland McHugh, or is it Dombeck? Holland? You need to figure out what your last name it's is. It's cool there. first, okay, name. would you? Jesus. Holland. yeah, Holland's is awesome. Anyway, she's the uh, she's the, uh, the 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 head of employer brand marketing and all the cool shit that happens at uh, Delta Airlines. Uh, serves Julia. Levy, uh, Director of Global Talent acquisitions, is going to be on stage. And Jay-Z, he personally told me he just put himself on the panel because he wanted to piss Sackett off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep in mind for the newbies out there, this is not the rapper Jay-Z. This is the head of uh, marketing at, at Smashfly, Jay-Z. Josh Zwayne. Zwayne. Zwayne's world. Party
0: time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, then... I'll be in Jobgate in Denver later this month watching nice. my beautiful wife, Julie, do her uh, her pre- presentation, her thing on stage. Can't wait to, to see that. And then, here it comes, man. Wreckfest, bitches. Wreckfest <laughs> in London. 3,000 attendees. They're already sold out, guys. Sorry. There might be a wait list, so check it out. But anyway, 3,000 attendees. Five stages, and we are fucking headlining. This is going to be ridiculous.
1: The stars and stripes are coming across the pond to break shit at Rec Fest. Get ready. So,
0: do you have your your red, white, and blue speedo? Uh, uh
1: it's it was originally a <laughs> it was originally a thong, but I thought the audience is a little too conservative, so I'm gonna pull it back to to Speedoville. Uh, but yeah, the the red, white, and blues will be in full force uh, in terms of my attire. I don't know about you.
0: Excellent. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to allow you to be the center of attention.
1: Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. I'm, All I'm the here love. for you.
0: So what, Again, if you're going to be in London, you're going to be at RecFest, look us up. We're also having the guys from Talent Nexus. Uh, We're doing some really cool video stuff with them. So look for that. Uh, It's just it's fucking crazy, but we're excited. And uh, that being said, I think it's time to talk about shit. Hi,
3: this is Tim Guy, the unbiased interview robot. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I love
0: these guys. All right. So, dude, I just I just got a text. I shit you not. Right before we started uh, recording yeah. from uh, one of my buddies been in the industry for like 15, 20 years. <laughs> he said, someday you're going to have to explain this 10 guy shit to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we'll put it on a podcast. So everyone else that's asking, you'll have to explain this thing to me can know that yeah,
0: pretty simple yeah uh
1: cmo cb ejection dude this is crazy like is anyone left over crew uh, builder
0: i i don't think so i mean so and
1: everyone knew last about a year
0: yeah no shit so amy heiderbach i think Heiders, it is
1: heidersbach
0: heidersbach she was there for a year and four months and i mean th- this lady has amazing cred in background. She was a SVP at Visa. Uh, She was head of marketing at PayPal. She was VP slash head of marketing at Capital One. And those are just some of the places she's been. This is the kind of talent that you want to be able to launch your brand, your market, your name, all that stuff. But I guess... She saw the writing on the wall and said, you know what? I, I should probably get the fuck out of here because this <laughs> brand, this brand in itself is for shit. Um, not to mention, as we've heard from multiple contacts, that it really feels like they're trying to prep everything to chop up and sell. Uh, and that's to me, it it doesn't seem like it's too far from that. I mean, where are they going to go from here? They're definitely not going to go up. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm just amazed that that Amy failed to look at glassdoor reviews before accepting <laughs> a job at Career Builder because <laughs> any ex, anyone with her sort of cloud and expertise that would read through their glassdoor reviews would want to like jump on board uh, the Career Builder train. Clearly, yeah. she didn't listen to our show uh, ever. Um, Yeah, although she should have that would have probably saved her uh, a lot of pain and and suffering as it was. But yeah, this this marks, uh, I think the second, like, good, like executive that they've had jump ship after about a year from coming on to the company. So, Clear as day, man. Shit's not good over there. And uh, the executives are proof positive after just a year yeah. getting the hell out of Dodge.
0: And if I were the text kernels or the Broadbeans of the world, I would be asking myself, when are we going to be carved up and sold off? Because really, those businesses, I think, my personal opinion, are the easiest to compartmentalize. And and to be quite, I mean, hell, they just bought text kernel, for goodness sakes. But anyway, if you think about it, that might not be a bad thing for those brands.
1: <laughs> no, I just don't know who the buyers are. You know, there, there used to be a day where, you know, job boards would buy up these companies, uh, trade them like, uh, you know, tr- baseball cards. But those days are over. I mean, the you know, the, the, the companies that people are buying they're not buying these kinds of companies and they're not sell- they're not really buying what career builder is going to be chopping up and selling off so i don't know we'll see what happens
0: so you remember you remember when sal took over monster yeah. and then everything just went to fucking shit mm-hmm. not going to say that it wasn't going that way in the first place before you know matt got kicked to the curb but you can see that kind of happening now with arena in place, can you not? Is it just me? Well, yeah. I mean, we've
1: been talking about her for a long time. Not being a forward-thinking um, executive, she's a she's a pencil pusher um, from back in the day. So there's there's no surprise that there's no vision there, no excitement, no energy around you know these executives that are joining uh, the company to stay on. Um, I've heard I've heard rumors that sh- her clock is ticking um, and that her time at the company will probably be short lived. Um, unless some real shit gets turned around and the executives that are departing the company say that shit isn't getting better um, so I mm-hmm. I'm going to be surprised if she still has a job at Career Builder, uh, you know come January 2020
0: big meeting I believe is actually next week yeah. with board so yeah I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a defining moment you're either going to see more uh, big name heads roll mm-hmm. or you're going to see her head roll predictions her head roll yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe there's going to be some punching bag work going on on her uh, at this meeting. Good luck, Irina. It was nice knowing you. Uh, unfortunately, if she would have just come on the show, maybe saved her job, but she didn't. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of more news, by the way, that that is that's sort of breaking news that hasn't that you, you got on that super early. So most people are hearing about. Uh, Amy leaving uh, career builder here on this show. More news, probably for a lot of people. Uh, Job.com was a guest on our firing squad show this past week. Yep. Um, and Aaron we'll be, Stewart, yeah, and we'll be we'll be. I'm sure you'll be publishing that uh, in in due time here. But we yep. rarely get sort of breaking news from those kinds of interviews. But we got at least two news stories from it, uh, which are worth talking about. Uh, number one is uh, it looks like Job.com will be partnering with monster.com's uh, talent fusion product, which is basically, basically their staffing uh, solution. I think Chad, you know more right. about it than I do. Um, apparently not a, a done deal, but according to Aaron, um, it, it is, it is pretty much a done deal. So you've heard it here first monster partnering with job.com on their talent fusion product.
0: Pretty big because as we've talked about with uh, indeed in sift last week, um, I really see the evolution of staffing becoming just more of a technical piece, an app to an extent. And it depends on, obviously, whether it's high volume or, or what have you. But we start to see that, that pushing forward as also, I think Aaron said, he's going IPO,
1: right? Yeah. So the other news item that we got from that uh, is that Job.com will be filing for an IPO uh, this summer. I believe so I would say by you know fall of this year like we could have a new IPO uh, mm-hmm. you know participant in the job board space which we really haven't had a, a major one in the job board kind of staffing uh, in a while we've had we'll move on to upwork and Fiverr uh, who are in IPO news uh, particularly Fiverr but yeah we don't get a lot of them so it'll be interesting to see how you know job.com lands with uh, with Wall Street.
0: Yeah. So moving to Fiverr again, you know, this is you start to see kind of like these two worlds, I think, meld. So you have uh, job.com, which is really focusing on on making staffing easier, more cost effective. And but that's what you see with Fiverr, too. I mean, it's more low cost, but people don't see as as staffing, but it really is staffing. I mean, you're really trying to focus on human capital Mm -hmm. and filling holes and projects and those types of things. Um, so I, I think we're really starting to see kind of like this melding of what staffing slash human capital and technology means and Fiverr goes IPO and you start to see their stock go through the roof.
1: Yeah. Fiverr had a really good day. Uh, the stock is, uh, it went as we're recording this on Friday, uh, went public on Thursday today. It's pulling back. Um, but Upwork is sort of benefiting from their, uh, the, the attention that they're getting and keep yeah. in mind, I mean, uh, Lyft and Uber are also sort of gig economy, um, stocks. We don't necessarily think of them in that way, but, um, the, you know, the whole gig economy with Upwork, Fiverr, Lyft and Uber are all seeing a lot of attention on wall street. Um, Uber and Lyft had some, some rough rides there in the early going, but they're sort of stabilizing, um, and, and coming back from some of the lows that they've had, uh, in the last month or so. So yeah, keeping, keeping an eye on this, I think it'll be interesting as valuations, um, become clearer. Do these, do these public companies get sort of snatched up by bigger, uh, entities like the Microsofts, the Googles, the Facebooks, um, Slack, as we know, will be going public soon as well. Um, it's, it's an interesting time to be in, in this space and, uh, the platform, uh, seems to be what's really hot now, uh, in the public markets.
0: Yeah, I mean th- these these types of platforms are good for what everybody likes to call the side hustle. Yep. But that's morphing into more of the full time hustle. Yeah. Uh, which is really really cool. Um. And uh, some 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 great numbers according to Upwork's 2019 future workforce report. Nearly 74% of millennials and Gen Z managers have remote workers uh, and 50% of managers increased their use of freelancers in 2016. So that was a few years ago, right? This makes it so much easier as we take a look at the demographics of our changing workforce. Boomers are leaving. We have millennials and Zs coming up. How do they want to interact and how do they want to work? They want to work remotely, right? They don't have to hit a freaking time clock. So this is is something that I find uh, pretty awesome Mm -hmm. for companies to be able to try to look at to embrace these types of models uh, as they become more readily used by regular Fortune 500 companies.
1: Yeah, keyword there is millennials. Uh, God bless them. Uh, the businesses that are coming online that kind of cater to millennials are really hot. Uh, so beyond meat, which I know you're a fan of, sort of the plant based protein that tastes like uh, you know animals, meat, uh, meat. Yeah, <laughs> um, like those companies are hot. The Etsy's of the world, uh, the Chewies, uh, which is pet. Stuff Like all these businesses that cater to millennials are super hot and the workforce stuff is, is no exception. We're seeing a lot of heat around that as well.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: All right, dude. Uh, let's get a quick word from our buddies at job ad X and we'll talk about government fucking up with fucking shit up on the uh, recruitment AI s- the side of things. Imagine that
3: finding the right fit is important when you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show when you're picking the right podcast for your commute and most importantly when you're looking for the right candidate with job adx you can attract more relevant engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all-hands meeting or axe-throwing team building adventure. All without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's j-o-b-a-d-x.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job Adx. Oh, and. Happy anniversary.
1: So this news was kind of an oh shit moment for me, Chad. Yes. Uh, yes. Illinois, the great state of Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, introduced House Bill 2557, the Artificial Intelligence Video Interview Act. And I don't think I'd ever thought about government uh, really messing up the whole AI recruitment stuff. But yeah, government could really mess it up. So uh, the bill out of Illinois would require employers to, employers to seek consent when they use AI platforms in the hiring process, um, it's passed uh, the state's House and Senate and is headed to the uh, the governor's desk. So this is this is a really advanced bill that, that is probably going to happen. It really impacts sites like HireVue yeah. <laughs> in particular. Uh, AutoView, Gecko, and Maya were also uh, mentioned. But basically, uh, anything that analyzes a, a respondent's facial expressions... Uh, to judge if they are a good fit for a job, uh, employees or candidates need to be uh, made aware that this kind of uh, rating system is being used in the interview process.
0: I don't know how you didn't think government would fuck this up. I knew they could. I just didn't think they would. GDPR and like the California regulations that are coming out. I mean, this is this is merely the start. But I, I want to read a comment from uh, one of our listeners and. Uh, somebody who's been on the show comment from quincy valencia aka the queen of Chatbots on uh, on a social media post that i put out there um yeah this is what she had to say and i love it because she's so smart about this shit she said and i quote they would have been better off if they'd allow a third grader to write it define how ai works really delete it after 30 days cool but then what happens when they're audited by the OFCCP and no longer have the video and analysis used to inform the hiring decision? End quote. So very easily encapsulized there. First and foremost, it, it, it is written really shabbily. And they're not thinking about how all of these other organizations actually have to record and report off of the decisions that they're actually making. So government's not thinking about government that i mean go fucking figure right so this is here are some of the things that you have to do you have to notify each applicant in writing before the interview that ai may be used to analyze the applicant's facial expression and consider the applicant's fitness for this position number 1 number 2 provide each applicant with an information sheet before the interview explaining how the ai works and what character characteristics it uses to evaluate Applicants, number three, obtain written consent from the applicant to be evaluated by the Artificial Intelligence Program. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is only happening in Illinois, but this is going to have to happen for anybody who applies anywhere because you know stupid shit like this is, is going to be rolled out in all these different states.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, and not only that, but you know, companies... That are headquartered elsewhere hire do hiring in Illinois, so now yeah. they're gonna have to make special. Ultimately, this is awful news for vendors like that provide these services, uh, because ultimately companies are gonna be like, ah, fuck it, it's too much to like worry about or deal with." Like, we're just, you know, it's it's we're just gonna be paralyzed by the government and not do these things. And let's just go back to fucking newspaper ads, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's a you know the whole privacy thing. Um, you know, we talked about California introducing stuff. Now we're looking at Illinois introducing, you know, sort of, uh, tech, uh, you know, laws against uh, AI recruiting solutions. So at the end of the day, companies are just going to throw up their hands and say, you know, screw it. Um, and companies, but you know, startups that may have started up won't start up because they're too worried about government. You know, derailing their business. And that's, at the end of the day, a bad thing.
0: One thing I didn't foresee here is them wanting platforms to dump the data after 30 days or any type of time frame. Because once again, you can't defend your position of why you hired an individual. So this is good and bad for companies because this will be data that the OFCCP wouldn't be able to get their hands on in the first place because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So for federal contractors, they're like, oh, thanks, state of Illinois. Now that's another piece of data that I don't have to provide to the OFCCP that they can scrutinize on this hiring decision. But on the other side. That information might have also might have also been one of the big reasons why they made that hire. So if they actually said, "Well, yeah, we had the the, uh, the the data from our hire view system," but unfortunately we had to we had to dump it after thirty days.
1: In your mind, is this a reaction, a continuous reaction to the whole Facebook privacy stuff?
0: This to me just demonstrates, once again, that government can't keep up with technology. Um, if you listen to any, if you watch any of these congressional hearings and some of the actual questions that are asked uh, of these uh, these CEOs, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg or, or whomever it is, right? It, it is idiotic. Some mm-hmm. of the, the actual questions that are being asked, it's like, did you, I mean, you really literally did know research whatsoever. And I'd love to know how this even got brought up.
1: Like, were there people that found out they were being analyzed? Is it just anything AI? Like, I'd love to know the catalyst for uh, this law being introduced in the first place.
0: Yeah. I I think what they'd like to do is just get rid of it entirely. So the whole sentiment kind of like analysis and those types of things, especially from AI. And this is just kind of like the first, the first domino and being able to, to, to push some of that yeah. over.
1: Cause the thing is AI is going to come into play with everything that we do, not just facial expression, but our yeah. voice, you know, do we sound stressed? Do we sound like we're lying? Like those tools are, are online. Uh, you know, people can, uh, we can gauge your sentiment through written word. Like AI is going to be part of everything communication wise that we do, which is all interview based. So at, when do you stop? If you, if you start at visual face Do you go to voice and then do you go to written word? Um, I just think this is a pretty slippery slope of government to really get into this and really screw up innovation in our space in a big way.
0: Yeah. The big question is what was the problem they were trying to solve? Because I don't know if we knew what the problem was, it might be easier to understand why they went down this road and they more than likely they went down the wrong road no matter what, but it's also all about what's the problem they're trying to solve other than a knee jerk reaction to the public saying, oh, my God, AI.
1: Yeah, I think it's a reaction to, I think the whole, I think, I think privacy is, f- you know, first and foremost with a lot of, of governments. And I think a lot of Congress, uh, Congress folks, state houses, et cetera, are trying to find sexy ways uh, to get in the press and going after technology and, and protecting privacy are good ways to, to get headlines these days.
0: Well, with some of the stupid shit that these tech companies are doing, they're easy fucking targets.
1: Uh, yeah. So what? So let's talk about that. So it's the stupid things that the technology companies like Higher View is
0: doing, not Higher View overall. It makes it easier when Facebook uh, and Google and all these these organizations are talking about AI and then tracking and then the Cambridge uh-huh. Analytica. So you think of it from an extrapolated kind of a view, Facebook is collecting data, mm-hmm. right? And that data is being misused. This is entirely different. I mean, I would say levels up of data mm-hmm. that once again could easily be misused. So that is, that's the big problem. When you have assholes like Mark Zuckerberg that do, they don't understand how their tool mm-hmm. can actually be used. What happens? You've got to go those next steps. Oh, wait a minute. Now we have facial recognition. Oh fuck enemy of the state. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's how this shit happens. So yes, I don't see this as a, you know, oh, oh my god, higher view, the big bad. That's not the case. It's the Facebooks of the world that are fucking this up for everybody else. Yeah.
1: And I I do think there are larger sort of global uh, macro issues that are coming into play here as well with, you know, China and Huawei and businesses not doing business with them anymore. Right. I you know, seeing videos of Obama and, you know, past presidents that look real, that are totally fabricated. Yeah. Like
0: the, the deep face, yeah, like
1: this is, this is kind of scary shit. And I think that politicians and their constituents are asking like, okay, where do we draw the line? What is, what is, you know, fair and, and proper and what isn't. And a lot of this stuff is reactionary to just fear of what's going on on a global scale, as well as, you know, maybe locally with companies that we, you know, we know and love like Google, uh, Facebook, et cetera. I mean, it's no mistake. It's no, I mean, it's no, uh, it's no accident that, uh, Apple is launching, uh, you know, login with, with Apple, that totally, uh, anonymizes you as a registrant of a a certain site or doing whatever. Um, I mean, that's a reaction to the whole connect with Facebook or log in with, with Google. Like, what exactly am I being tracked for? How, how am I being targeted with advertising? Like people are kind of scared and government is a reaction, a reaction to people's fears.
0: (sighs) Oh, let's talk about some, let's talk about some other stuff. (laughs) All
1: right. Let's talk about uh, some startups and things in the news. Uh, This is, this is sort of a rapid fire uh, session, I guess. Uh, So rec text, uh, we rarely sort of walk in by accident to new startups, uh, but we were in Nashville a while back uh, at the uh, staffing tech conference and sort of met two dudes over uh, bourbon tasting uh, from Canada, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they mentioned, yeah, we're we're launching tonight a new uh, recruiting a text recruiting uh, platform that's sort of built on uh, Google Chrome. Um, it's kind of cool; you should check it out. So anyway, we've kept in touch with them, and uh, they officially launched Rectext. Text. That's R E C T X uh, T. This past week, officially, uh, it is a Google Chrome extension uh, that you can text candidates. So so check that out. Uh, I think we had a, a quite a few hot hot uh, Nashville uh, chicken sandwiches and wings with them while we're out there
0: at Hattie B's. So if you, if you want to get like, you know, to a point where we give a shit about this new product that's coming out, these guys are incredibly smart. <laughs> they took us out for barbecue at Hattie B's uh, yeah. for, for craft beer. I mean, it was just, it, it was just incredibly smart. So let's just, let's put that out there because, you know, more than likely, if it weren't for Hattie B's and these guys being so goddamn brilliant, then we probably wouldn't be talking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. This, the quickest way to to our heart is uh, hot food and cold beer, I guess. <laughs> so kudos to those guys. Good luck to them. So next up, we have uh, Nymeria, who you might remember was a or is a sourcing tool where you can pull out emails and I think all kinds of stuff. So they're pivoting to or have launched the Reach TheReach.io. IO because I guess Uh. reach.io was taken. (laughs) I bet it was. But uh, this is a – where they pimp themselves as sort of get any email, get any corporate email on Earth, on planet Uh Earth kind of thing. So uh, interesting. Interesting to me is as we continue to go down the GDPR and privacy route is do all these sourcing tools, sort of pivot into marketing tools, just grab stuff that won't get us into trouble, such as emails, uh, which are usually – public anyway um i don't know we'll see the trend see if hiring solved and hire tool and seek out and all those guys uh pivot over to more marketing stuff yeah i don't
0: know that sourcing versus marketing matters with gdpr but yeah i i don't know this is just a really interesting space let me just give you a shit ton of emails i'm I don't know this 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 to me is not exciting at all. Um, I know it is for them. Good for you. TheReach.io. The only better, I think, uh, URL that was out there uh, that's not available is GoCanvas.io. But but yeah, it's just this just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I just I couldn't give two fucks about this whole thing.
1: Yeah, they should have just named themselves. Uh, go the reach go.io <laughs> something. All right. So also the news in the uh, the the brand change game. Yes. Uh, Love Mondays, a popular South Monday, American
0: Mondays
1: anonymous employee review site. Oh, that sounds uh, familiar. Which was which was acquired by Glassdoor uh-huh. uh, a couple of years ago, I believe, is now going to change its name to Glassdoor. So Glassdoor will be the omnipotent brand there in South America for online employee. Anonymous reviews.
0: So the big question is: Do you still believe that Indeed is going to suck up Glassdoor and become the overall brand of this recruit Holdings internet play?
1: Well, I do believe that is the smart choice. I'm starting to believe <laughs> it's not going to be the choice. Um, in fact, I'd be more uh, okay. I'd be more apt to say Indeed's review section will soon be powered by Glassdoor because Glassdoor is sort of the uh, the monolithic brand now for employee reviews. So maybe, yeah, maybe Indeed will be powered by Glassdoor on their review section. Who knows?
0: <laughs> it should be, but I don't see, again, the whole hubris thing, Indeed's ego giving anything to anybody.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. They'll just they'll uh, they'll aggregate uh, Glassdoor reviews with their own reviews and just call them their own reviews or something Yes. tag them GD or a little glass door on them or something. I don't know. All right. Uh, Continuing with rapid fire news, uh, Google for jobs. Wow. It took us this long to talk about them is now available in our favorite country. Vive la France. Oui, oui, monsieur, Monsieur. which is, which is ironic because I just presented in uh, Belgium about Google for jobs optimization uh, uh, when they don't even have Google for Jobs there yet. But I did I did comfort everyone in the audience saying that, just wait, it'll be here eventually. And on cue, they launch in France, which obviously neighbors Belgium. So yeah. Belgium, it's coming soon. Don't worry. All those optimization tips I gave you are very relevant.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how Google for Jobs plays in all these different countries because we're seeing... In Germany and France and Japan that they're they're dealing with a market much different than they are in the U.S. So they're not just trying to roll this out the same exact way everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, the Belgium in Belgium, they might actually have jobs um, rank higher for uh, the ability to smoke and drink.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure anyone in Belgium works. I think they just ride bikes around <laughs> and sit on the water and <laughs> contemplate the universe and uh, inhale secondhand smoke if it's not firsthand and drink a lot of beer, which is not necessarily a bad
0: thing. Yeah. Except the secondhand smoke part. Yeah. No, I think it, w- it sounds good. Yeah, to me. I
1: think the lack of stress balances the amount of a smoke that you inhale while you're, uh, while you're visiting there. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that's not bad for your health. Let's get a quick note from canvas. And uh, we'll talk about uh, male managers who are threatened by females. Well, hello.
2: Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent.
0: This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chat and Cheese podcast. Oh, very nice.
1: You know, with with all this Me Too, women empowerment, lean uh-huh. in stuff, you'd, you'd think we'd have made some progress in the workplace with men's uh, interaction with women. Yes. But you'd be wrong. According to uh, CNBC story, talking about a survey uh, recently done by SurveyMonkey, who is an uh, en- interview alum with right. the Chad and Cheese podcast. encourage everyone to go check that out. And uh, leanin.org, which is uh, Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg's uh, organization. Um, we've taken a step back. Uh, the Me Too and Time's Up movements uh, have brought huge attention to the challenges women face at work, but a new survey – finds that 60% that's huh. 60 of male managers say they're uncomfortable participating in regular work activities with women including mentoring working one-on-one or god forbid socializing what's wrong with men
0: right out of the gate boo fucking who you whiny little dudes <laughs> i mean give me a break so 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 these men 60% of men are feeling uncomfortable Okay, so now everything's flipped because women used to feel uncomfortable around your dumbasses, and if <laughs> that's how you feel, you were probably doing shit wrong in the first place, right? I can't say. I mean, I've managed men and women throughout my life. I can't say that I've I've been the perfect manager. That's uh, that I can't say that. But one of the things I can say mm-hmm. is that. If I do feel uncomfortable in a situation, especially like this, I was probably doing shit wrong in the first place. So get over yourself. Understand that much like in the sixties, the power balance is now back moving toward the women's side. And it should, since they're only getting like 70, 75 Mm -hmm. cents on the dollar, not to mention we don't have enough women in leadership positions. So, We have a bunch of men who are used to being on top, you know, on the the leadership rung, getting paid more. And now they're not and they feel uncomfortable and they and they pit it on the stupid shit of, well, I don't feel comfortable (laughs) about being around being a woman. And it's like, well, then stop doing the stupid shit that you're doing and it won't be a fucking problem, asshole. And I love that they (laughs) use the
1: word uncomfortable like it's a wedgie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's yeah, so uncomfortable. It's a
1: little chilly in here, a little uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: You know what's been uncomfortable? Women not getting paid as much as men. Women harassment. having having the exact same skill set as men and still not getting into leadership position. And yes, the harassment piece, which pretty much encompasses all of this. When we focus on the the equity inclusion and in this case, the appropriateness. If it makes you uncomfortable, that's because you're fucked up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so digging into this story, uh, senior level men say they are 12 times more likely to be hesitant about the one on one meetings with a junior woman than they would a junior man nine times more likely to be hesitant to travel with a junior woman for work than a junior man, and six times more likely to be hesitant to have a work dinner with a junior woman than a junior man. Let's grow up, people. Let's just be
0: human beings. Just slap these fuckers in the face.
1: (laughs) Of course, this inevitably affects the hiring process, right? Like if there's discomfort at the top, they're going to hire people that don't make them uncomfortable, which means more white dudes in the workplace, right?
0: See, this is where I think it's incredibly smart because this uncomfortableness means that it change is happening. And that's exactly what needs to happen. So mm. as change continues to happen, hopefully, then we will get more females in those positions they've deserved for years. They will be getting paid what they should be getting paid. So I think this whole uncomfortableness is because we have a bunch of men who are used to something and change is happening and i say boo fucking who you know the change we really need ten guy an unbiased recruiting robot
3: yes hi this is ten guy the unbiased interview robot you're listening to the chad and cheese podcast i love these guys We
2: we out hi i'm tristan Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because... Well i'm extra for more visit
0: Chatcheese.com. how much do you understand the future of finance i'm jim roos a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast banking transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology join me as i interview industry experts